0: Happy holidays, friends, and welcome to another serving of the Fighter Pilot Podcast, the internet show that explores the fascinating world of air combat, the aircraft, the weapon systems, and most importantly, the people. And speaking of the people, last week we had Jack Stewart join us to talk about Top Gun adversaries, but this week it's just little old me again, all by my lonesome with an audio musing, this one from December 2019. And at the end, I'll update you on what's changed in the four years since. But before we do, gosh, yeah, I think we are firmly into the holiday season now with Thanksgiving in the rearview mirror. And if you celebrate it, I hope you had a good one. I certainly did. I spent it down in Orlando with my wife and three boys and her side of the family doing the two-step with a couple rodents and all their friends. And yeah, it was exhausting and expensive, but we had a great time as we always do. Now, before we know it, Christmas will be here and then 2024, which will be our seventh year as a podcast. That's kind of frightening, but exciting all at once. And I'll probably take a little break at the end of 23 leading into January of 24. But for those of you who are enjoying our F-14 TomCast reruns on the YouTube channel, well, that'll keep going. But yeah, I might take a little downtime just to enjoy the holidays. Well, like I said, we've got another audio musing here for you. It's called The Art of Being Wrong. And again, it's from December 2019. Here we go. The Navy doesn't have F-16s. I cannot tell you how many times I have read this on social media. Seems like every time I post an Instagram photo or YouTube video for my time flying the U.S. Navy's dozen F-16 A's and B's at NAS Fallon, Nevada, someone responds with this proclamation. What I find sadly amusing is not the respondent's misinformation, but rather their conviction. It's almost never a question. The sky is blue. The Pope is Catholic. The Navy does not fly F-16s, period. One gentleman even took it a step further, responding to one of my reels, I assume you stole this video from someone else and have no idea what you're talking about. Oh boy. Admittedly, The Air Force is the predominant U.S. operator of the F-16, numerically and operationally, but the Navy has maintained a small fleet of Vipers off and on since the F-16N debuted in the mid-1980s. It turns out the little jet makes a capable, cost-effective adversary that is an absolute blast to fly. As satisfying as it is to correct people when they respond so determinedly, This whole ordeal has me pondering the more relevant question of why we are wrong in the first place. With a little digging, I discovered the reasons are many. One is that our information is simply flawed. An example of this is, of course, the assertion opening this audio musing. Another is false memories. Research suggests humans are prone to creating memories of events that never happened or did so differently than how they are, quote, remembered and the longer ago the event, the more susceptible it is to distortion. But the most insidious reason, and scary, frankly, is expectation bias, which is where we observe events not as they are, but as we expect them to be based on our biases. Like it or not, each of us has predispositions developed from our unique upbringing and experiences which influence how we perceive events. Now, we are all prone to making any of these mistakes and we all seem to have distinctive ways of reacting to correction. When I politely inform my social media friends of their oversight, I get everything from silence to indignation to genuine delight. A very small minority doubles down and firmly holds their ground, proving that pride, indeed, is deservedly one of the seven deadly sins. The takeaway to all this, however, is the troubling revelation that surely I, too, fall victim to this fallacy. How many times have I been wrong about something when I was so sure I was right? Did I, in other contexts, equivalently declare the U.S. Navy absolutely does not fly the F-16? Most assuredly. I think it is safe to say we have all been wrong at some point, and likely will be again. And since we cannot change the past, the best we can do is try to minimize the damage of such lapses in the future. But how? Well, for starters, we should be mindful of the various reasons people are sometimes wrong in the first place, as described earlier. Unless we are the undisputed industry-leading subject matter experts on the topic, we should consider our information at least partially suspect, and even then, quote-unquote experts are occasionally wrong. Second, we would do well to consider the setting and our audience. For example, before commenting that say, a set of mounted antlers are from a moose and not an elk, I may want to note that I am responding to the Taxidermy Today magazine channel. (laughs) After all, one might reasonably expect an organization with such a name to know what they're talking about. Strangely, this never seems to stop people making similar comments about military jets to the Fighter Pilot podcast. And finally, as with so many things in life, delivery is key. As important as decisiveness is in some matters, in other matters, it is better to take a softer approach. Instead of the declarative, the Navy doesn't have F-16s, a simple sentence restructuring comes across far less brutish. The Navy has F-16s? Or, I didn't know the Navy has F-16s, are simple ways to invite discussion instead of invoking a visceral response. Another technique is to lead with an out, such as, I could be mistaken, but, or, correct me if I'm wrong, but, the Navy doesn't have F-16s. These phrases help save face by inviting participation and correction in the event our information is less than perfect. Such an approach is much easier on the ego if, when, we end up being wrong, which we are all sure to be once in a while. In fact, I could be wrong about all of this. All right, once again, that is titled The Art of Being Wrong. I first wrote it and published it to our website, fighterpilotpodcast.com, back in December 2019, and in the four years since, and in fact, you might have heard this mentioned on episode 180 last week with Farley, the Navy has actually invited quite a bit more F-16s into its barn. VFC-13, which used to fly F-5s up in Fallon, Nevada, has recently transitioned to F-16s, which it shares with Nautic just across the ramp. And now all the F-16s on the ramp are a mix of block 15 and 30 F-16s. And they are doing quite well, I'm told, helping to provide that red air support for Nautic as well as squadrons and S-FARPs, as we call them, that come to Fallon. All right, so that'll do it. I hope you enjoyed it. As always, you can leave a comment on social media or you can email questions at fighterpilotpodcast.com. So let me know what you think of the art of being wrong in the Navy's fleet of F-16s or just the style of show at all. I will be back with another audio musing next week. And then, as I said, probably take a pause over the holidays. But we might squeeze in one more numbered featured episode before we do. At any rate, that'll do it for this week. I hope you enjoyed it. And thanks so much for listening to the Fighter Pilot Podcast. So long.